VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry-flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Ralph Morrow, who's joining us a segment early here on this Wednesday, Game Week edition, sir. How are you this afternoon? I'm good, Gus. We made it. Me and you, the thousands that listen to you, the thousands that listen to my package, we made it, people. We survived the offseason. We survived the draft. We survived the doldrums where we had to watch things that are disgusting, like baseball. Uh, we made it. And now we can say goodbye to our families, and we'll see them again in January. I- I'm so happy that we, we-, we survived another offseason. We're here. All right. It's a good way to start. Now that we are here, where's that level of confidence, man? Dennis Allen was asked one day, is this team better? than it was last year. That's what he had to say. I get asked that question a lot. I, w- I would just say I'm confident in our football team. Um, I think we've had a really good camp. Um, I think we've executed at a high level, really, in all three phases throughout training camp. And so I feel confident in what this team's able to do. Demario Davis last week also had a message for fans saying, you know, it's it just y'all just wait. Y'all just wait. we got something coming. And they're very confident here as well. Where's your level of confidence as we head into the I, season opener? It's weird. I was, I, I had a, I, I think I'm my confidence was peaked and now I'm getting worried. Like I was so <laughs> confident that I was yeah. scared of my own confidence, but I'm fairly confident in this, this roster. I mean, listen, in, you can't predict injuries, right? And, and I said in my WWL call today, like the same, like what they need more than anything, like X's and O's, like, they just need good luck because Gus, if you look since the no call in 2018, like yeah, they had good seasons in 2019 and 2020, but it's been bad luck and horrible playoff losses, and then the, the injuries. And look, they haven't had a quarterback start 12 games since 2018. Like so, I mean that's the thing with the Saints. It's just they need the good luck, the better luck. I would say my confidence, my confidence is pretty high. Mostly because I think overall the roster's better. They're significantly better at quarterback. Um, and the NFC is just a dump. Like, I mean, I, I think if you don't believe in, if you kind of are unconfident, Purdy 
being good or maybe the Chiefs and the Eagles, they're probably going to regress. They'll see if they're really good. But are they going to win 14 games again and, and have pristine injury health? I doubt it. So mm-hmm. I think there's a real chance that when we get to January, you're going to have the Saints or Atlanta. You're going to have some team in the NFC that were like, they went 12-5 and and on the two seed? What is going on? So, And my thing is, with that is, I thought, I believe it, and we're not the same, you know? So, I mean, my, I would say my confidence, like, like on a scale of one to ten is like an eight and a half. And because, yeah, eight and a half. I'll put it there. I, I think one of the things, too, that I, I've been bringing up, too, and it's our question of the day as to how important is Sunday. And, and Dennis Allen kind of, you know, he's like, look, it's not a must win. And you don't want to say must win in week one. But I don't think there's denying that there is pressure I think on Dennis Allen and his team to start the season off right. I understand there are 17 games. I do. You could lose Sunday and still make the playoffs and win the division and all. I, I get that. But Ralph, if you win Sunday, the next three games, your quarterback is better than and more experienced. Now, can Jordan Love and the Packers come out and crush the team and Bryce Young can look like, you know, Peyton Manning year four and, okay. If you lose to Bryce Young in his second game and first game on Monday Night Football and Jordan Love in his third game and Baker Mayfield, you're not a playoff team. That's just me. I, maybe I'm being cocky or confident, but if you're a playoff team, you need, you will be favorite in those three games. Winning Sunday is very important. I think if not, it's like mosquitoes or fleas, man. They're not going to kill you, but it can be very aggravating and annoying. And all of a sudden you're going to be more nervous the next three Wednesdays I talk to you. Well, that's true because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gus. Like, if you start two and zero, you have like a I think it's like a sixty-five or seventy percent chance to make the playoffs. And this sounds really strange, but if the Saints are going to be four and four, history tells us like it's easier to overcome a four-game losing streak if you start really well. Even though you'd be like, well, what's the difference if you start on four or you win four in the well in the middle? But like we saw it in those. In the, in the year Sean Payton was gone for bounty suspension, and other times, remember they start like one and four, one and five, and then they rally back and they get to like five and five, five or six and six, and then the wheels have come off. It's just easier. You have a better season if you start off well. And listen, this game, this game Sunday, Josh. Like I, I think people need to get like emotionally like prepared because I think you know we got we're like oh they got Derek Carr and they got Olave and they got. Want Johnson and got all these new weapons, and this is going to be fun. We're going to score a ton of points. And I don't know how much people pay attention to Tennessee, but Rabel is, I would say, he's probably a top five coach when you consider the roster and the quarterbacks that he's had to make the playoffs mm-hmm. three out of five years. And Tennessee, number one against the run the last five years. And here's this game is really simple. Like, if the Saints can block Jeffrey Simmons and that Tennessee front seven, I think Derek Carr can do business against that Tennessee secondary, which is bad. Second most touchdown passes allowed last year. So I think they can do business there. But I think this is going to be a grind-em-out, mud-sloppy game, like all those wannabe hippies at Burning Man. Like, it's gonna, you're going to feel like you're stuck in the mud. And I think it's going to be like first team to 20 wins. It's just going to – because you look at Rabel, great head coach, great defensive mind. Say whatever you want about Dennis Allen great defensive coordinator. You got two great defensive minds, and gosh, 
that had all summer and all season to get ready for this. Right. So, like, you know, and, and here's the thing. Like, even though Derek Carr is a new quarterback, Pete Carmichael, he's going to run the same stuff they've been running for 15 years. They just hope to right. run it better, right? Same thing with Tennessee. They're going to run Derrick Henry. If you can't tackle Derrick Henry, they're going to start to murder you with play action, and Derrick Henry will just murder you himself by running right. over you. So, like, we, like, we know what's going to happen. And I think these two defensive coordinators are going to clamp it down, and it's going to be kind of an ugly watch Sunday. Like, that's, that's my feeling. It's probably next Wednesday we'll be like, I can't believe the Saints won 45-42. What happened? But- Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry-flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, Fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Ralph, I, I think the thing, too, is that, again, I, I love to play, uh, speak with Ralph Marlboro at Saints Forecast on Twitter, Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I like to play offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator on the show. And I look at it like this. You, you brought up a very key matchup, Penning versus Jeffrey Simmons, right? And, and the one thing he does struggle on is pass blocking. But they can run block. Now, no no Alvin Kamara for the next three. We know that. We'll get an update today as to where Kendry Miller is, but it looks like it's going to be Jamal Williams back heavy uh, for this team. What I think, though, is you can alleviate, and I go back to the days where you had Drew Brees and his mm-hmm. team would face that that daunting pass rusher or the mm-hmm. guy that, you know, um, watch out. And, and they did fine against you. know why? Because they moved away from him. They, they slanted or mm-hmm. threw screens and that door. Like, I can account for that one pass rusher for an, for, for an extent if I have the right quarterback, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I'd be more nervous yeah. Sunday if Jameis was my quarterback as opposed to Derek yeah, Carr. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. Tennessee's fun is still good. They have some other good guys. They have Harold Landry who will be back from injury. So they have a decent, uh, a decent pass rusher side. But to your point, the, the pass rushes that have always given the Saints historically trouble, and I say with the Saints offense, you know, Drew Brees, Peyton, and this, the, the, the offense, the iteration they're running now. Like, one A-plus dominant guy never beats the Saints. It's, just, it's the team with, like, four B-plus dudes, right? Like Philadelphia last year. Now, granted, Philadelphia's pass rush last year was an inferno, right? They had 70 sacks. But that's the kind of pass where it's like you can't focus on one guy. They got five dudes that are like B, B or B plus. And we'll see. I'm curious to see that because, listen, the knock on Derek Carr, even when he's been good two years ago, the knock on him has always been he doesn't handle pressure well. He doesn't like to 
few sort of off-schedule plays, even though he's more mobile, he's more athletic than people think, and he's got a big arm. Like, off-schedule, he doesn't like to do it. He doesn't do it as well. So, you know, Tennessee is – my thing is, I think Tennessee is going to try to dare the Saints to run the ball. I think that's what Tennessee, Tennessee is going to say. Mm. Hey, you don't have Alvin Kamara, and our secondary stinks. We're going to play nickel. We're going to play dime on first down. Can <laughs> you run the ball on first yeah. down against the light box? I, I think, like, not that I'm not that I'm an X's and O's guy, but that's what I think it's going to be. And listen, it's going to be this, this dome crowd. We're going to get real frustrated and salty as Pete's going off tackle with Williams and his second and eight against the light box. How about Believe this, me. Ralph? To your point, this is where I think the Saints make a difference as opposed to last year. I can also attack that little soft box because I have tight ends. That's right. That's right. And, that, and, and, and to your point, look, you bring up a very good point about Carr and handling pressure. There's the other side of that. He really likes the tight end. And if he's feeling the pressure, it's a very simple, quick little toss right in front of him to the tight end, little crossing route to the tight end, little something to the tight end, Taysom Hill, which we really haven't chatted mm-hmm. about. I think it, to your point with the run, and I, I'm with you. I think they're going to attack that middle, see how Tennessee plays them. But I think this year, as opposed to several years in the past, they can attack that area where it's weakest and and nullify pressure because you actually have the tight end. And, and I think that's going to be a key component in this game. Yeah, and also, listen, Tennessee, we talked about their defense being good and they, they added the hopping on offense, but... <laughs> Their offensive line. If you think, if, you, if you're nervous about the Saints offensive line, which me, I would say you are too. We look at it, we're like, I don't know if they have five guys that are good enough. Like the Tennessee offensive line, they would dream to have as good an offensive line as the Saints. Their offensive line is bad. They got dudes suspended. They got mm-hmm. rookies playing. Like the Saints have refashioned their defensive line because they were not happy with their run defense last year at all. I want to see can Kalen Sanders, can Peyton, you know, can Peyton Turner come alive? Can Malcolm Roach continue his great camp? Can the Saints get back to being that brick wall where Tennessee is like, okay, Tennessee, you ran Derrick Henry, we gang tackled them. Congratulations, second and nine, <laughs> second and nine all day long for Tennessee. Okay, because I want to, because Tennessee's going to try to run the ball. I guarantee you, it's what they, yeah. it's what they do. So now, give me a prediction. It's time for the Ralph Marlboro prediction. What do you got? All right. I got 2017 Saints. And listen, Blake Groupie's got to figure in this some kind of way. Oh, right? no. <laughs> it's going to so come down to the rookie Blake, kicker? It's going to come down to the rookie kicker, Blake Groupie, from 50 yards at the gun. 50 yards. Okay. And All right. At the gun. At the gun. 2017 <laughs> Saints. Um uh, and, uh, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll freak out next Wednesday about them only scoring 20 and this and that and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff. But I just think, like, if you enjoy, if you enjoy good defensive football, Gus, I think you're going to like this game. And I wouldn't, I, w- I would say this. I don't like defensive football every single week. Like, I couldn't tolerate it. Like, if the Saints were winning games 17, 14, I guess I could get used to it, but it wouldn't be enjoyable. But like, every once in a while, I just like to watch those LSU Alabama game where it's like nine to six and it's just French warfare. I think that's what we're gonna get Sunday. So get your mind right. 
20-17 is the prediction from Ralph Marlborough. 50-yard field goal by rookie kicker Blake um, Groupie at the gun. At Saints Forecast is the way to tweet at him that he's wrong, or you can listen to the podcast and see if he's right. Ralph, hopefully we'll talk to you next Wednesday after a 1-0 and start. Thank you, bud. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.